his age, who had been his acquaintances or friends. A few of them shook Veronique's hand and extended their condolences, and several of them eyed Timmy, Juliet, and Joy, all of whom had worn simple black dresses and looked serious as they stood with their mother. And afterward they all went home exhausted and feeling drained. The next day was more of the same, though on a larger scale, and much to Veronique's surprise, the mourners nearly filled the church. Bertie hadn't come to the rosary the night before, but he showed up at the church before the service to meet Veronique and the girls. They were startled that he had a young woman with him. She never said a word to them, and Bertie didn't introduce her. After the casket was in place, he slid onto the front bench with the young woman and whispered to her as they waited for the funeral to start. They all agreed afterward that it was a beautiful service, worthy of their father. People shook their hands outside the church, and the family disappeared to Woodlawn Cemetery in the Bronx, where the priest said a few brief words, and they left the casket at Veronique's family plot. Bertie had a separate car to take him and the young woman back to the city, and they had figured out by then that her name was Debbie. They joined everyone at Veronique's apartment, where the caterer had set out a full buffet in the dining room. There were white flowers everywhere, and more than a hundred people were eating, talking, and waiting for them. The only person Veronique recognized in the crowd was Arnold, whose face lit up when he saw her, and he approached Veronique and the girls. It had been obvious to everyone for years that he had a major soft spot for her and would have loved to pursue it with her, but Veronique wasn't open to the idea, and although she was kind to him, she had always made that clear. I'd like to make a suggestion since you're all here, Arnold said blandly. There's no longer a formal reading of the will, but since Joy's in town, why don't we get together tomorrow in my office and go over it? That way we can discuss it, and I can answer any questions you might have. It seemed like a sensible idea, and he didn't make it sound ominous. He was a pleasant, easygoing man. Sounds like a good idea to me, Bertie said, interested, and the girls nodded and seemed surprised. None of them had even thought about the will. Does nine o'clock tomorrow morning work for all of you? Arnold asked the assembled group of heirs and their mother, and everyone nodded and agreed. See you then. He smiled and left shortly afterward. Veronique went to Arnold's office the next morning for the last chapter of the ordeal. Yesterday's funeral had been hard enough. Once they heard the details of his will, they would be able to go on with their lives. Timmy and Joy were ready to do so. Juliet was planning on closing her sandwich shop for August until Labor Day, and on her way to his office, Veronique was thinking about when she should go back to France. She had until the end of the month in the rental house in Saint-Tropez, but she wasn't in the mood to go back now. Paris was dead in the summer, so she didn't want to be there, and New York was too hot. She hadn't made up her mind. She got to Arnold's office before she came to any conclusions and discovered she was the first to arrive traffic had been lighter than she thought. You did a beautiful job yesterday, (laughs) no surprise, Arnold said warmly after he kissed her on both cheeks, French style, and then hugged her, a little too close. He was always friendlier than she liked. They talked about the girls for a few minutes, and then everyone arrived almost at once. Arnold led them into a conference room where a secretary offered them coffee or tea, and all of them declined. They wanted to get the meeting over with, and the business side of their father's death behind them. Arnold began the meeting with a serious expression. 
Your father and I discussed his will extensively in the last year, while he was still well enough to do so, and I want to preface what I explained to you by saying that the provisions he made are somewhat unorthodox, which was his intention. We had very different views of how these things should be handled, but I'll admit his were more creative than mine. And he was heavily influenced by knowing that you all stand to inherit a great deal from your mother one day, and that your future is secure because of her, which your father felt allowed him some leeway to view things differently. He wanted to address your immediate needs, not your long-term ones, which are covered. Arnold was aware, as Paul had been, that Veronique's philosophy was that the girls should make a living and support themselves no matter what they would inherit later. She wanted to be the safety net under them for special cases and emergencies, not the source of money they lived on. Paul hadn't agreed with her and thought she should be more generous, but she adamantly said...